We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to Rotoviz by using the code RVRADIO2022. That's RVRADIO2022. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here's the latest edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. Welcome in, welcome in. I am your host of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. My name is Eric Balkman. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman. I'm the host of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, co-host and producer of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Uh, you can check that out at HSFFOR on Twitter. And of course, the co-host um, with of the FFPC Best Ball Live coverage, a new edition of the FFPC Media Empire that we just introduced uh, a few weeks back. Um, you can check all of this out, not only at FFPC on Twitter, but the FFPC YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash FFPC fantasy. Um, this week, we are talking to a couple of luminaries, and I will introduce them uh, shortly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to that, I do want to remind you of what's going on with the FFPC. Number one, the main event slow drafts are off and running. If you want to participate in those, um, make sure you're signing up for um, the main event at myffpc.com slash main event. Uh, million dollar grand prize this year plus. If you sign up for, and the slow drafts are going on right now, but if you sign up for a live draft and you want your draft slot early, if you are paid in full by July 25th on uh, on August 1st, you will know where you're drafting, whether you're drafting live in Vegas, whether you're drafting from uh, the comfort of your own home, whatever it is, you'll find that out on August 1st if you are paid up by July 25th. The Football Guys Players Championship, we got an exciting thing going on this week. It is the weekday giveaway. If you are drafting anytime between Monday and Thursday, that's yesterday, the day before yesterday, tonight, 
and tomorrow, which is Thursday, you are eligible for the weekday giveaway drawing. We're going to give away three free football guys, players, championship teams this week. But you have to be able to draft between Monday and Thursday this week to enter the drawing to be eligible. The best ball tournament, $125 to enter, $200,000 grand prize, double uh, prize pool this year. It's about a million dollar prize pool. And then, of course, the FFPC Super, uh, Superflex best ball tournament um, is off and running. $35 entry there. $10,000 grand prize, and that one's already over half full. So if you want to get in, play some super flex for 10 grand, make sure you're jumping in now. Uh, Dynasty startups are still rolling strong. You can check those out at myffpc.com slash dynasty. We'll have those going for the next couple of months. And if you don't want to play in the national tournaments, you just want to play in a closed 12-team league, you have plenty of that as well. Myffpc.com, you can sign up for 12-team closed leagues, best balls, classics, Terminator format, varsity format, Whatever you'd like, that's all at myffpc.com. Make sure you're checking out the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at kffsc.com. The gentlemen I'm going to welcome in now know that very well, that format very well, because they are winners, the overall champs in 2020 of the KFFSC main event. To boot, they have also won 16 FFPC and Football Guys leagues. They've drafted a bunch this summer. They're going to share their insight. I want to welcome into the show Brad Petri and Darren Larson. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the 2020 KFFSC champs. Gentlemen, thanks for doing the show tonight. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Welcome, Malky. Thank you. So, so when did it, when did it, uh, and I know it's, it's not like you guys won like a million bucks playing in the KFFSC, but when did it sort of sink in in 2020? Because I feel like you guys had a pretty healthy lead, Brad, down the stretch, right? Well, actually, we were, we did, but then we kind of started falling apart in the playoffs. And then we were 23 points behind with Josh Allen going in the Monday night football game. Right. And uh, he had a great game and put us on top. So it wasn't over until it was, I don't know, maybe halftime, third third quarter there when, when he finally finished it off. But it was kind of nerve wracking until that point. <laughs> Darren, did you guys celebrate then? What did you do to celebrate? Uh, well, we don't live near each other, so I right. mean, we, but we talked a lot and we we're, I mean, we we're both very excited about it. It's something that we've, you know, we talked about for a long time that we, 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 you know, we had to overcome the stigma of not winning and that was a great way to do it. So yeah, no kidding. We we're very excited about it. Well, congratulations to you guys. I know you're going to be back again this year in the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship trying to win uh, the grand prize again there. You guys have also been busy this summer drafting in some football guys uh, teams, best ball uh, teams as well. Uh, Brad, I'll kick things off with you and talk about the Jets running backs. Brees Hall uh, has fallen a little bit. He got up to the third round. Now on average over the last three days in the Football Guys Players Championship, he is an early fourth round pick. A lot of people expect him to lead the backfield in touches. However, is there some fantasy value by grabbing Michael Carter, his presumed backup? He's going in the 11th round of the Football Guys Players Championship. Is that a good spot? Is that a place that you're targeting Michael Carter right now? Well, simply put, I've drafted Michael Carter 46% of my drafts. So, I mean, I don't see a seven, eight round separation between the two. I get the love for Brees Hall. Um, just kind of our draft strategy, we don't typically get a lot of early running backs. We might get one stud and then we filter down from there. So, Hall's not always on our target list. So, um, we're more apropos to go to the late, the, the backups in late round, um, you know. So, you know, a lot of the offense, I think, is going to how Wilson develops, too, this year. You know, I mean, so if they're behind their passing, I don't know which back gets the most 
receptions, but, you know, the offense is not all that extraordinary anyway. They were 26th ranked last year. So I don't know if I'm going to spend a third or fourth rounder or the 11th rounder. I mean, my, my, my point would be to go for the 11th rounder right now. Unless you take both of them. I would like to have the cuff, but that's not typically how I draft. So a couple of follow-ups there. Uh, number one, when you say you and Darren usually go with maybe no receiver or no running backs early or maybe one running back early, do you typically go wide receiver heavy or tight end heavy, no matter mm-hmm. if it's KFFSC or FFPC? Yeah, so I think I think for the most part, if we get one decent running back and you know, not, not always in the first two rounds, then if you know, depending on where we're at, FFPC, we might obviously lean more towards the tight end sooner than later. But at KFFC, you know, we, we often pound wide receivers, then maybe mid-round start hitting the running backs heavy again. So just kind of our – I think we can fall in line pretty much with that. Now, sometimes we'll take two running backs in the first few picks, but not, not, that, not that often just because of the way that – I guess what our beliefs are, and it kind of works out for us. Fred, the other thing that you had mentioned, um, it, you said it'd be nice to get the handcuff there with Carter and Hall. You said that's not typically how you draft. Do you normally stay away from handcuffing your own players and maybe just grabbing backup running backs? Yeah, well, what I mean by that, I, I don't usually get the first one in the third or fourth round. We don't take them, so it's Got not it. possible to handcuff. Now, if we take somebody in the first, we might do – yes, we probably would. But it's just the way, way our draft's set up that we don't – a lot of times even take running backs in the third and fourth round is what I meant by that. Got it. That makes sense. Um, Darren, let's kick it over to you. Texans running back situation has been one that I, I don't want to say it's a high leverage situation for, for fantasy owners because there's not really a running back in that backfield that's going high. But we do know they are going to start at least one running back there. Are you team Damian Pierce or are you team Marlon Mack? Uh, Pierce going in the 10th round, Marlon Mack going in the 13th, Darren. Well, uh, we're kind of split on that. We've drafted both of them. And um it kind of falls into what uh, Brad was alluding to earlier is uh, our strategy of uh, stockpiling backs towards the, uh, towards that area of the draft. Um, Damian Pierce is an interesting guy, even though he does play on the Texans, he is interesting to us because uh, he was, I believe in PFF, he was rated the highest running back uh, in the nation coming out of school. I know, uh, I know, there was a there was a lot of love for him. He did well at the uh, Senior Bowl. Um, it's a, it's kind of a soft. There's really not anyone there to stop him from uh, taking control of that backfield, other than you know, in my mind, Mac maybe if he can re, uh, return to form. So um, I think Pierce is kind of where we want to go because he's younger and he's got, and, and I would assume that he's probably going to move up a couple rounds over the summer. If uh, he starts getting some publicity in the summer, I I would anticipate two or three rounds. So it's just a good idea to get the cheaper shares now. And Mac, I mean, he's got a shot. So, I mean, as late as he's going in 13, it's again, it plays into our area of just taking shots on a lot of backs towards the end of the drafts. And, and I would kind of concur with the Pierce thing, because I, I think a lot of rookies, especially if they're in contention, regardless of position, running backs, receivers, tight ends, if they're in contention for a significant role, um, not even if they win it, but if, if we're coming up on drafting season before Cincinnati, Louisville and Las Vegas, 
like people hop on that type of thing where they're trying to leapfrog, especially when we're drafting in Kentucky, as you guys know, like we're drafting against a lot of the same people, you know, you got, you and I, you guys and, and I have drafted against each other several times on the same weekend. And then it's like, once you know, like, let's say somebody's after Damian Pierce and you draft him again in the next draft, then you got to go around higher. Right. And then on Sunday, uh-huh. you got to go around higher than that to try to get them. That's just the way it is. And especially with the, with the shiny new toys and the rookies, I think it works out that way. So Darren, what you're saying about Pierce makes a lot of sense. Speaking of shiny new toys, Travis Etienne has flown up draft boards over the past month, maybe month plus, Brad. Is James Robinson, though, a sneaky Jaguars running back as he's going in the 12th round of FPC drafts right now? Well, kind of similar to Hall and uh, Carter there. I I feel the same way about Robinson. Now, unfortunately, he got hurt, and that that kind of swayed some people from him. But also Urban Meyer, I don't know that it was was really a – um, in his corner, so to speak. No, yeah. So I mean, I I don't I don't think Robinson should fell off the earth. Now, I mean, he he did perform very well two years ago. He won, probably won a lot of people a lot of money at that point where he was going. So, um, but you know, again, Antien going in I, most of the time he's in third round or you know right now, and um, that's not typically where we go. So once again, we kind of load up on Robinson. Now, you know, we you never want anybody to get hurt. And I get the love for Antien because him and Lawrence had a great connection in Clemson a couple of years ago where there's big numbers put up by him um, as a running back. So I get that, but I don't think there's that abolishes the role for James Robinson. If he's healthy, I think he'll still find his niche in that offense. And once again, though, is the, is the Jags offense high-powered? You know, I mean, it's one of those two things where, you know, we're talking about two backs or two offenses that aren't typically that – that high powered. So, you know, but I think they both have a role, Carter and Robinson. Um, when you have, uh, you've been talked about, you know, waiting on running backs, Brad, historically, have, have you just had success? Like maybe for a couple of years in a row back in the day where you went with one running back or zero running backs early, um, pounded the receivers. And, and that sort of just been a process for you since then. Like this is no. yours and Darren's rubric that you like to go with where, um, you you purposely avoid running backs early because of how they could tank your team. No, there's no purpose to it. But quite honestly, you know, we I, I'm not going to overdraft a running back if that's the question. I mean, I'm I'm not going to reach to get my guy. I'll, the, our championship team two years ago, I we took I took Camara in the first. We took Camara in the first round, and by eighth or ninth, we took Gibson, and that's how we won. I mean, right. so I mean, similar to what Darren said. I mean, we like we like Pierce a lot. You know, you may hit or miss, but there's other guys typically in that area, you know, maybe seventh, eighth, ninth round that we typically hit on, I mean, or try to hit on. Um, that's just kind of our strategy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with these guys, but I don't, I don't, feel, I'm not one of those three running backs to start drafts kind of guys. This is not that happen. Now, there's times we go one round one and three, we'll take her back or two and three. Depends on if they fall and their values there, but I'm not, I'm not out trying to avoid them. It's just typically we just, like a receiver in those areas. Yeah, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So yeah. if you guys keep winning, you might as well keep doing the same strategy, <laughs> by and large. And I know it's not a hard and fast rule. Um, let's move on to receivers, guys, here. Darren, uh, Stefan Diggs, 111 on average in the last three days in the Football Guys Players Championship. Shout out to Darren Armani from FantasyMojo.com at FantasyMojo on Twitter. That's where we get all our ADP data. Um, Stefan Diggs, he is the fourth receiver off the board. Do you think that that's too high of a price to pay for Diggs at the end of the first round, Darren? Or does he make for a target for you at that point? 
I don't mind him there at all. I think he's, uh, in my mind, he's the clear-cut uh, wide receiver four. Um, the reason being that he's got stability uh, with Josh Allen. He plays in a high-powered offense. Um, he has a good connection with Allen. He's he's uh, set records the last couple of years in uh, targets and touchdowns and receptions. Um, people might have soured a little bit on him or have uh, are a little worried about him because he wasn't dominant down the stretch. Um, but it, it just it just happens that way with good teams. Sometimes he just he just became part of the team. Um, now, if they start using him a little more in the slot this year and uh, this last year, they used him kind of a little bit more as a field stretcher. So uh, if they if they use him a little more in the slot, then he can easily make up that. Um, and he's I think he's as close to a, a solid bet as you can get in the in, towards the end of the first round, in my mind. Yeah. And, and elite offense, high floor. I mean, just a couple of things that are really big check marks in the first round for fantasy drafters. It makes a lot of sense. Would you take so? So, Darren, just so I'm on the same page as you, you would take Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You would take all three of those guys ahead of Diggs, but you would take Diggs over Devontae Adams over CeeDee Lamb, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, speaking of Devontae Adams, he went to Las Vegas, Brad, and this was. So Hunter Renfro, when we launched best ball drafts, the FFPC in January, I mean, dude was way up there, right? Because he was catching all these passes. Everybody loved him. And, and I was caught off guard with the Adams trade. I think a lot of fantasy owners were uh, as well. Renfro's dropped. Um, and he, in fact, he's dropped to the seventh round. Now, as you look at that, Brad, is that too far to let Hunter Renfro go in drafts? knowing what he did last year and knowing that the offense is going to be pretty high powered in that division this year as well. Well, I'd love to see him drop to the seventh round. So if I can get him the seventh round, I'm a very happy person. You know, I, I think that, yeah, he was third. I think he was 13th rated to overall wide receiver last year. He's going in the mid thirties now. Is that, is that a drop that's going to take place possibly, but I would think that Adams and Waller would open it with them it would open it up more. Now he may cut down his receptions, but but still, is he going to go from 13 to 35th? I mean, that's I, I just don't think he will. I mean, right. so if I get him in the seventh round, I'll take him all day, and we'll worry about that other stuff later. But I think the guy's a stud, and uh, you know, he doesn't get he's kind of Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, uh, I, I I get the Adams love, I get that, but I don't think he's going to fall off you know, fall 20 spots. I really don't think that's going to happen. And, you know, he ended the season last year with three or four 100-yard games. Um, you know, I, I just – I don't think a car is going to forget about him. I just do you, don't think that's going to happen. Do you think, Brad, if I was to say, who's the bust in among the Raiders passing game? And we'll throw Derek Carr and Darren Waller in there as well. Between those two guys, Devonta Adams, Hunter Renfro – is Adams the 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 highest likely likely guy to bust, given that he's the only guy going in the first round right now? And if you miss on Waller, Renfro, or Carr, it doesn't hurt you as much. I don't know that they're all any of them is going to be bust. I think there's a role for all three of them. I mean, I have no problem taking Adams. I have no problem taking Waller, and I have no problem taking Renfro. Um, maybe you know, maybe I'm thinking the Raiders' offense is going to be more high power than it's going to be. I would maybe say the backfield is going to suffer a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would probably say. And, I mean, a lot of people are – Jacobs 
has, has fluctuated quite a bit. I, I think he's falling now. Um, if I would say, I, I, I'm not opposed to taking, I would take all three of them if I got a shot. It made me foolish on one team, but there's nothing that would just precipitate me from stopping to take either. I don't, I don't feel one way or the other that they're, they're not going to perform those three. Could be a lot of shootouts in that AFC West yeah, as well, yeah. which would would be bode well for Absolutely. all of those players. Yes. Um, Darren, Marquise Brown gets traded from the Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals. Does that make Rashad Bateman, and I'm going to look up his ADP because I know he's been climbing um, in the Football Guys Players Championship. Wide receiver 25 now at the 507. He's going right behind DK Metcalf, right uh, behind Gabriel Davis. It's going. He's moved ahead of Jerry Judy and, and Darnell Mooney. Is Rashad Bateman, with the absence of Marquise Brown, going in the fifth round? Is he a potential league winner this year? Well, um, initially you want to say a lot of people want to say no and that he's draft and getting drafted at his ceiling. Um, I, I think uh, my personal opinion is I think he is to Lamar what um, I think he's going to be to Lamar what uh, Diggs – is to Allen. I think he's going to be his guy. Uh, it might not happen this year. It might be a couple years down the road, but he's, he's very good. Um, he had an early breakout age, 18.8, which put him in like a 96 percentile. Um, he's just good. He, uh, he came out a little injured last year and um, now Brown is gone. I don't see any reason why he can garner like a 24, 25% mark uh, target share in that, uh, in that offense. And I think he's going to take the bull and, and I think he's going to take the horns and run with it. I really think he's, um, he's going to be the guy and hopefully this year, but <clears throat> I'm not, I don't want to set expectations too high because he is, he has been moving up, but we really like him. And, and we always feel like there is a big, teardrop right after him so we're we're getting him pretty frequently right now um so uh, i like him where he's going i don't have any problem if he keeps climbing up then there might be an issue because we always watch our adps we don't usually chase after players so well and now i do like him and that's the thing too darren like if bateman's the end of of a teardrop for you if he ascends Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you have these other guys that he's moving past that become the end of the teardrop and then those guys might be the targets for you if if bateman ascends so i totally get that um speaking of receivers brad uh plenty of high stake drafters were excited about terry mclaurin not only um when he signed that uh that extension with the commanders but when carson wentz became his quarterback Obviously, people excited about the rookie Jahan Dotson uh, as well. How likely is it that that Logan Thomas, a guy who I think is banged up right now, joins those players as a Washington commander pass catcher who outperforms his ADP this year? Uh, Logan Thomas currently in the 15th round. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, 
the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I, I've always liked Logan Thomas. I know me and Darren running pretty heavy last year, and he got hurt, unfortunately got hurt. I don't see Wentz as much of an upgrade. I'm, you know, I'm not a I'm not a fan. This is his third stop. I'm just not a big fan of his. But if you're wanting to out, outgrow your ADP, I think Logan Thomas has probably the best shot. Because McLaurin's going third or fourth round most drafts. I love the guy. But if you're asking me if Logan Thomas has value in the round 15, absolutely. I've probably got a 30% share of him you know, right now in the FFPC drafts because – because of where he's going, I don't. I'll often take. He might be my third tight end, but I think that's that's a could be a could be a solid player for me down the line there. If he if he gets back healthy, I don't, I, again I don't have a lot of confidence in Wentz, but I, you know maybe uh, change of scenery again will help him out. But you know I, I have no problem with fifth round fifteen. I and I don't have any Dotson, so you know I like McLaurin and. Tom and Thomas, but I don't, I don't mean, I don't have any much Dotson. So, so for, what I'm hearing is you like Logan Thomas more so for where he's going in drafts, not necessarily because he has Carson Wentz over Taylor Heineke this year, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the 15th round. <laughs> um, let's talk about George Kittle here, Darren. If Trey Lance is indeed the quarterback for the 49ers, which it sounds like he's going to be, how do you think that affects Kittle's numbers? as he catches balls from Lance as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, um, Brad and I talked a little bit about this towards the end of last season. We said, well, we're going to have to probably curb our expectations on Kittle. And that that may be true on, on one hand. On the other hand, what's happened is he's now being drafted as the fifth tight end um, in the stud tight end areas. And there's no doubt he's a stud tight end. Um the one that the tight end that was drafted fifth last year was Mark Andrews. And it was the same type of situation with Lamar. Um, and it turned out pretty well with, for him, although he Lamar wasn't always his quarterback last year, but point being that he has got so much talent and uh, he's going to be on the field um, and he's going to be in my mind, first or second in targets um, I would think, and I think, you know, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be really needed in that offense. And I think he'll be a focal point. And um, as, as long as he stays healthy, that's, that's his only uh, right. hurdle in my mind is health because he's an absolute stud. I think about times too, when, when some of these, and Lance isn't a rookie, but for all intents and purposes, he is kind of a rookie. Um, I think about some of these young quarterbacks, that get you know get out into the live battle for the first time against real NFL starting defensive players and they tend to focus in on one guy like a security blanket type guy we've seen it I mean Steve Smith incredible talent he would not have had the career he had if it wasn't for Jake DeLome looking at him all the time because Jake DeLome was not a good quarterback um and I feel like Trey Lance while he gets his feet wet 
Kittle's the perfect guy over the middle or uh, as a dump off option or a guy when the play breaks down that he can look for and Kittle get get him five, six, seven yards. You know, and so I think that again, like you said, if he stays healthy, he should be able to outperform that ADP where he's at right now. So I I like Kittle. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do like Kittle this year. Normally he's not a I, I'm not a fan of his um, because in the KFFSC auction every year. Uh, my partner, Kurt Aw and I, Kurt always overbids on George Kittle and then just ruins me for drafting George Kittle the rest of the weekend because I get so sick of that. But maybe this is the year, the year of Kittle, 2022. We'll see. Um, Philadelphia, Brad, they last year they used a first-round pick on Devontae Smith. Um, then they trade for A.J. Brown this offseason with Tennessee. Um, knowing those two things, how concerned should FFPC players, and quite frankly, KFFSC players, be concerned about Dallas Goddard perhaps busting out knowing that in the football guys players championship, he's a seventh round pick right now. Yeah. Um, you would. Yeah. I mean, I think Goddard's kind of fallen a little bit into the eyes of some people. I, I still like him in the probably the eighth, eighth um, draft uh, tight end off the board, right, right in around that area. And after that, I, I, that's kind of the end of my tier for them, for the tight ends is, is Goddard. Um, I'm not overly concerned about that. I think, I think, uh, me and Darren are both on the same page on this that we kind of we like him, mm-hmm. um, you know. So after the first seven guys are gone, I'm, I had no problem taking him in the seventh round. And you know, sometimes the FFPC, you know, that I don't always want to get a tight end early, and he he's he's our here's probably our later option if we had one like that. And so, yeah, I, I'm that's not a huge fan of Hurts either. So maybe I'm too rough on these quarterbacks, but I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of him. So you know that that's kind of my my thoughts about Philadelphia, um, you know, so, uh, but I, I, I've, I've got a lot of Goddard. We, we both do and mm-hmm. we like him and, uh, but it, it should be a concern though. Brown's there now. He's probably going to demand the ball some, uh, you know, and Smith, um, you know, p- people are expecting bigger things from him. So, and, and as they should, as he should, but again, I'm not a huge fan of Hertz. Brad, when you talk about uh, tight ends in the FFPC, um, do you typically like is, is like worst case scenario for you getting like a top eight, top nine guy, or or have you historically waited sometimes even past that? No, I think Goddard's used my 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 cutoff, but I mean I've had to went Fryermuth and some Knox, and you know um, that's probably about the. I don't really want to go past state. Be honest, right. Hawkinson seems to be the if I had to probably one that I ended up with the most. Um, in the fifth or sixth round. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't want too much him either be, just because of the offense and, you know, I don't want him to get hurt as, as well. But, you know, I, I we would love to get the top five tight ends, but sometimes right. they go so so fast off the board that you know, the round that they're going in, I, I, I don't typically like to take them. So, but Goddard's kind of my cutoff. Got it. Uh, final question for you guys tonight. And Darren, I'm going to have you answer this one first. I need two players from you. I need one, and preferably ones that we haven't talked about. But if there is somebody that you think we need to drill home more, more than welcome to hear that. Uh, one player that you're really excited about drafting this season, one player that you're trying to target to, to get on all your teams, and then a player that you don't want to have anything to do with, a player who's going way too high in ADP right now for you that you know you won't get him uh, on your squads. Darren, those two players for you. Okay. Um well, for me, the, the cat kind of came out of the bag a little bit today, it seemed like. But I like this guy well before, and we've been drafting him. 
and it just made sense to me was Jalen Tolbert for the Cowboys. Um, Gallup is injured. Um, Cooper's gone. Gallup probably won't be back from what I understand until November. Yeah. Um, realistically, anyhow. Uh, so that leaves Tolbert and Washington to find it out. We've seen Washington over the years. So I want to I want to put my chip on Tolbert. Um, news came out today that he probably is going to be starting. Um, I saw the blurb about him. It. It's like, oh, there goes that. Now he's going to jump <laughs> up a few rounds. Not, that was my thoughts exactly when I saw that <laughs> in the athletic. I'm like, you know, I was like a 14th rounder, I think, in football guys right now. I'm like, this guy's going to go up to like 12 or 11 by this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate because it was fun getting him cheap. I think we got him in 18, 19 uh, a few times too. So wow. it was really nice. Nice. Work. But I think he's really going to uh, do well. Um, it might take a little time. They might split with Washington for a little while, but I don't think he'll have any trouble beating out Washington. Um, for the for the guy I don't want to draft this year, uh, it's not that I don't like him, but it, it's just funny to me because at the beginning of last year, he was getting a lot of hate and uh, he was carrying the ball too much. He's getting older. All he does is carry the ball. He's over 300 carries a couple of years and that's Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, so what happened this year? It seems like we're not even hearing that anything about it this year. And he's had another heavy year and he, and he broke his foot. So now he's got a rehab. He's a rush only back. Um, I, I just, I just think I'd rather take other players in that area than Derrick Henry. So he's kind of the fade for me. So you're on, or at least you were on, Jalen Tolbert, and uh, and mm-hmm. off there, Henry. What about you, Brad? I'm because uh, especially as he keeps climbing, uh, Saquon Barkley's killed me for two years in a row. <laughs> I've had enough. I've kind of had enough. I, I'm I understand he's a new offense, a head coach, Buffalo's offensive coordinator. I get all that. What else has changed there? I'm not sure enough. They still have the same quarterback, you know. I'm just not – I'm just – I mean, the guy's probably going to break out, but he's going to do it without me. And that's – unless he absolutely falls. But he's going in the middle of the second round now, sometimes at the beginning of the second round from some of the drafts I've been doing. And I just – that's too high a price for me. Um, and maybe I've got a little grudge against the yeah. gentleman. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. It's possible. Yeah, maybe, might hold maybe. a little bit of a grudge. Yeah, yeah. some years will do that. Yeah. You know, so but it's warranted in my mind. But yeah. um, so but the guy that I, I mean, it's not it's not a it's not it's not an earth earth shattering. I would like to be able to get more Justin Jefferson. The way I'm or the <laughs> the uh, draft picks is I'm not getting that in that position to take him. So I think he's going to be even better than he has been the first two years. I just really do. You know. I think he's got an offensive-minded coach for for a change. Um, Zimmer wasn't always that the guy that wanted to pass, and uh, I just think that he's going to be his, you know, <laughs> uh, outstanding player. And I, obviously, he's going in third or fourth in almost every draft. Right. But as me, I'm not getting those picks, so I would like to see him up there. <laughs> Maybe we could work something out where I can get a top four pick once in a while. But, <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's, but that's the guy I'm really excited to see how much better he's actually going to be. 
Brad, would you take him ahead of Cooper Cup, or is Cup still ahead of Jefferson for you? I, I still, we, I, I think we would agree that Cup's right there. But I mean, I would have no, I, I that's, I would have no problem with either one. I really, okay. wouldn't, really wouldn't. Um, I, I think for fantasy analysis, I have no problem with either one of you guys because you are incredibly smart. You know what you're doing. You've already got the KFFFC overall title under your belt, 16 FFPC and football guys titles. Uh, I know you're going to be back for more competing in the main event, football guys, Kentucky this year. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Thank you for doing the road of his high stakes lowdown with me this week. And uh, I guess I'll probably see you guys in Louisville probably the next time I see you in just uh, what about month, month and a half or so. I think Farrell said 40-some days. I don't know. He's already got the countdown going. Friday yeah, night. Yeah. I think fantasy football are Friday night. Farrell will give us the countdown. He'll let yeah. us know how many days it is until Cincinnati, how many days it is till Louisville, and how many days it is till Las Vegas. He's, yeah. he's got it going. He's got it going. And you guys have it going on as well. Thanks so much for doing the show. Be good. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks for having Thank you, Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Darren. Brad Petri, Darren Larson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Frying Pan Inc. Uh, franchise that you have seen in Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship, FFPC, and the Football Guys Players Championship as well. The 2020 Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship overall winners and 16-time FFPC champs. That will complete the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown for this month. We will be back in early August. I believe the next Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown will be on this program. I'm trying to check right now here what we're looking at as far as a date. Um, it'll probably, it'll be the first week of August, obviously. Um, my guess is we'll probably do one because pros versus Joe's wraps up on August 2nd. We'll probably do one, maybe like the third or the fourth that week. Um, so first week of August, maybe, maybe we'll get one of the Joe's to come on and, and talk a little bit about his draft and what his expectations are for the main event and his strategy, uh, this year or her strategy. We'll see what happens there, but that will be the next road of his high stakes loan on in the meantime, while you are waiting. Um, remember to sign up for the FFPC main event by July 25th. You'll get your draft slot by August 1st. Million-dollar grand prize. If you can't wait for the live draft to start, go ahead and get in the slow draft right now. Two-hour clock, six-hour clocks going on, and you can compete for $1 million, the largest grand prize in season-long fantasy football history, and the FFPC will be awarding it to somebody this year. Uh, first time we'll have an FFPC millionaire. That'll be exciting. Uh, Football Guys Players Championship. If you're like Darren, if you're like Brad, and you want to hop in these drafts, um, do so tonight or tomorrow if you haven't already this week. So you're in the drawing in the weekday giveaway challenge that we have going on. Uh, anybody who drafts Monday through Thursday this week will be entered in the drawing. And on Friday, we're going to pull three names randomly, and those three people will win free Football Guys teams, one free Football Guys team each this season. Uh, Dynasty Startups going on, the Best Ball Tournament, Superflex Best Ball Tournament, also going on at MyFFPC.com. Take advantage of that Superflex. That thing has been flying since we opened it. Like I said, already almost 60% full. So make sure you're signing up for that if you want to take a shot at 10 grand and only pay $35 to do it. Uh, and uh, closed 12 team leagues going on at MyFFPC.com as well. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back on the YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook on Friday night, 10-9 Central. Speaking of pros versus Joes, we're going to have former FFPC main event league winner and football guys league winner uh, and pros versus Joes competitor this year, Bill Van Ormer, will join us to talk about his PVJ strategy, his main event strategy, how football guys drafts have been treating him this summer. Farrell will be back as well after we were off last week. We'll be back this week, and we will see you then, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for watching, and your Thursday, of course, starts now.
Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 10% discount through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast.